everyone and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where we tell you about strange things that happened in history. I'm your podcast host, Amelia Edwards, and with me, as always, is my podcast co-host, Barnaby King. Hello there. Hello, and how are you doing? Uh, I'm alright. My stomach's playing up a bit, but you know... <laughs> I might be a bit sedate this uh, this podcast episode. And so you should be, because you're a man. And you ah, know yes. what day it is yesterday when this podcast comes out? <laughs> um, would it be International When is International Men's Day Day? It is International When is International Men's Day Day. Yay! Hooray! Otherwise also known. known as... International Women's Day. And I I start off well by interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> like a typical man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that actually it would be interesting to talk about the history of International Women's Day. Just because people have a tendency to go, but why is there an International Women's Day when there's not an International Men's Day? Ignoring the fact there is one, but never mind. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't go, but why is there an International Women's Day? For international women. <laughs> well, yes. It's for um, uh, those, those women who served on the Thunderbirds, because they're international rescue. That's true. But I thought there was only one woman. One, one woman. One woman. <laughs> one woman, please. <laughs> uh, yes, there only is one woman, and she's not actually a Thunderbird. No, she's not. She's just rich. <laughs> she's just rich and drives a pink car. She and doesn't has a even chauffeur. drive it. Oh, yeah, she has a chauffeur, yeah. She's great. I love her. But anyway, so I thought it would be worth talking about the history of International Women's Day because it turns out I knew it was a bit socialist. Okay. It's entirely socialist. Oh, right. Fair enough. It's just been co-opted by the international community to become a much more chill Right. Because originally it was called International Female Workers Struggling Against Oppression of of (laughs) Capitalism Day. More or less. Um, So, effectively, it was created in the first place because of the suffrage movement and the importance of women to get the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Which they did peaceably, I might add. Absolutely. Not like protests nowadays. Women just sort of meekly wandered along and went, (laughs) could I have the vote, please? And the government went, oh, yes, you fluffy little things, you can have the vote. Well, you know where they did do that? Where? New Zealand. Amazing. (laughs) Well, no, not really. They did still campaign and they did have a good hard fight, but... Mm. They did throw axes at the king. In New Zealand, um, women got the vote all the way back in the 1890s. Oh, damn. uh, 1893, I think. um, And that included native New Zealand women as well. Oh, cool. Um, Which is pretty cool. Um, Apparently, the main opposition wasn't men disliking the idea of women's suffrage. Mm -hmm. It was lobbyists for the liquor industry. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they were worried that women would support prohibition in New Zealand. Right. Okay, now I'm just thinking of the Simpsons episode where prohibition occurs in Springfield. Yeah. And it's all like the church women and that, and the wives who are... To be fair, I think when prohibition happened in America, it was a very female-led right. thing. So I can imagine that was like maybe a genuine concern for liquor industry yeah. lobbyists. But I just think it's great that they were like, you know what? Sod it. Um, the only thing we care about is 
having the right still to drink. We don't care whether women have the right to vote, yeah. so long as they don't take away our alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can vote. But no going near the booze, all right? Yeah. That's ours. Just sort of huddling it up into a big pile. <laughs> no. Bad women. I mean, part of me was thinking maybe New Zealand was one of the first places because there are so few people there. I especially think at apparently the time. It, is. It, was, it was just a sort of case of oh, no, we don't actually have enough people to make up some political parties, so we're going to have to give women the right to vote because otherwise it's just Greg over there. <laughs> Hello, I'm running unopposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Greg. <laughs> I've got an image of him sitting on a mountaintop next to a sheep being like, oh, I'm the president now. <laughs> that was I'm, terrible, New Zealand, I'm sorry. I'm the president. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just kind of had the role thrust upon me. <laughs> really, I am a farmer. <laughs> I mean, Someone probably. just came up to me one day and said, hey, Greg, you're president now. I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. okay, now back to my sheep. Like, apparently the reason why New Zealand got it before so much of the world was because it was still kind of frontier land. Like, there was still a lot of everyone was working, and that included women, so disenfranchising women didn't make any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. It's a bit like how uh, the Vikings were really quite progressive in many Mm. ways. because... Because the women have to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can't stick them in a house. <laughs> no. <laughs> they need to do things. Yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be a period of time where a lot of men go away for, you know, raiding reasons. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, New Zealand doesn't massively come into our story, but it is worthwhile noting because it was something that kind of spurred on the need for suffrage was yeah. the fact that people were going, well, New Zealand's got it. And native <laughs> women in New Zealand yeah. have got it. And... All of American women don't have it. Yeah. And obviously British. But International Women's Day starts off with the Socialist Party of America. Amazing. Who declared the first National Women's Day in 1909 on February 28th. Cool. And they start, and they continued celebrating National Women's Day on the last Sunday of February until 1913. Yeah. When it got changed up. In 1910, a second International Conference of Working Women was held in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And the leader of the Women's Office for the Social Democratic Party in Germany, Clara Zedkin, said that there should be an International Women's Day. She was the one who came up with it. Cool. And she said, every year in every country there should be a celebration on the same day, a Women's Day, to press for their demands. Cool. So it's all really, really linked up with the suffrage movement. Yeah. Um, and there was a con- this was a conference of over 100 women from 17 countries. And they represented unions, socialist parties parties and working women's clubs okay and um, and also included the first three women who'd been elected to the finnish parliament because oh. finland was super progressive apparently yeah that i makes mean sense. they've got a massively female parliament at the moment don't they mm, finland i believe they do yeah mm. and but, they're all young yeah it is a country full of sorcerers though according to the vikings that's true they might be a thousand years old yeah exactly I think that's the thing. They're not young. They just look young. Mm. So there was unanimous approval from all these women. And so International Women's Day was founded and first celebrated internationally in 1911. Cool. Um, although by internationally, it was um, in Austria, Denmark, Germany and Switzerland. Yeah. This is, this is the right to celebrate for the white women, just just not the blacks or the Jews. <laughs> well, 
technically, yes, because obviously Austria, Denmark, Germany and Switzerland in 1911 were very white very countries. White, yes. Um, but also because a lot of people were scared of the communists and the socialists. Right. And they were like, you're not having your socialist women's march. Right. So they were like, absolutely not. Mm. We're not having women around here trying to steal our women. <laughs> Wait, what? Sure. Um, less than a week later... On March the 25th was a massive incident in terms of women's rights in right. America, which you've heard of. Okay. It was the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, it's really interesting. Tell us about it. Well, okay. So from what I can remember, it's effectively, I'm just going to give a very brief overview it was a factory, there was a big fire, a lot of people were trapped inside, conditions were really poor, a lot of people were just kind of left or yep. forced to jump out of really high windows to try and escape the fire. Yep, and they were mostly women. They were mostly women, and as a result of this catastrophe, labour laws became, you know, more advantageous for people mm, in absolutely. the country. And I, th- I think... Uh, they they had unions already, didn't they? But yeah, think, but this like drew people yeah. to the unions, and it was a really big deal. A hundred more than a hundred and forty women died in that fire, Bloody hell. which is mad, especially yeah. considering it was a factory of the time. Yeah, and you know a New York factory, I think at that so well, small. That, that right? fire was just walking here then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. So that meant that. Now we start to get way more international International Women's Day and yeah. it was allowed to spread into the US because there are enough unions to be like, sod it, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. So in 1913, Russia got their first International Women's Day, which will become very important for our story later. Okay. Um, in 1914... Even more women joined it because they started to see their part as helping to com- to campaign against World War One. Oh, okay. Which, as far as I can tell, socialists were not in favour of World War One mm. because they believed, you know, in the rights of all men. So they didn't see why we should be fighting against the Germans. Are we talking? Well, when we say socialists here, are we talking about like groups within countries, or are we talking about, you know? left-leaning countries we're talking about groups within countries like right. socialist groups yeah that which makes is sense. where these women come from yeah that makes so, more sense yeah yeah so idealists effectively yeah um so an example of this is that in london um there was a march from bow to trafalgar square in support of women's suffrage on march the 8th 1914 and sylvia pankhurst was arrested before she got to go and speak hey Yay. of course she was she loved getting arrested. Yeah, the Pankhursts were all about getting arrested. That was their favourite thing. <laughs> they loved having tubes stuffed down their throats. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. The whole thing's gross. Yeah. Um, it's not their fault, but... No, I know. The whole suffragette thing, it's one of these things where I feel like you kind of... You, you learn a bit about it in school, or at least I did. Mm-hmm. And you get the impression that, you know, it was very important and that some bad stuff happened during it. Yeah. But you don't quite know how bad. Like I, Until I, you do GCSE history when you do the whole thing. Ah, fair. Although possibly not at your school. No. At my school, we did suffrage, the women's suffrage movement as part of GCSE history. No. And it was really good. Yeah, this school I went to was very much about, you know, their, their village in the war. Oh, gross. Yeah, that was the main module in GCSE history. I don't think there's a village in the war that was particularly interesting. No, not really. The whole thing is, 
refugees, which yep. is a big deal, but you've heard it 10 times by that point because they do it all the way from primary school because yeah. it's a cute subject for kids. <laughs> refugees are <laughs> yeah I, like i i can see that but at the same time when you get the stories of the refugees oh, suddenly yeah. it's like oh that's less kid friendly but, but when you do the whole um i mean the evacuees don't i i think you do i do yeah not refugees not refugees although they're kind of the same thing i don't know um, I, not really it's specific <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i meant um like the no, whole well, clearly i didn't <laughs> <laughs> Because I was thinking, when were refugees cute? No, I'm sorry. It's a humanitarian disaster. I'm sorry. I meant, um, I meant. You the, meant the evacuees. I meant the evacuees, yeah. not the refugees. Yeah. Um, and that is a cute thing that for kids. And then you look mm. further into it, and they're like, "There's some dark stories in that too." Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, you go, and everyone looked after these children, and it was a big deal because they had to be taken away from their families. We've you know, all seen cute. Goodnight, Mister Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to we're going to go back into World War One for a second, okay? Because this is when International Women's Day had its biggest impact on world history. Mm-hmm. It was in 1917. Oh, cool. Okay. So it was the seventh of March, mm-hmm. day before International Women's Day. Technically, it was also the twenty second of February because we we're in Russia and oh. they had different times. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go. Those crazy Russians, I'm am gonna, I right? I'm going to go. What will they get up to next? Maybe invading Ukraine. Maybe. Can you see why I picked this story? It's yeah. a Russia story. Yay! Yay. Um, I'm going to stick with the Western dates, by the way. Yeah, just I think that's because fair. there's two different dates, and I yeah. can't be asked. No, that's fine. So on the seventh of March, um, actually, I'll take it back a sec. So in 1917, in Russia. Things aren't going well. Oh, no. As you know. Yes. Things aren't going well. The Tsar has decided to lead the war effort himself. Yep. All the food is going to the army. Yep. And a crazy mad monk called Rasputin has kind of taken control. Hooray! Hooray! I think at this point he may have been assassinated already. I'm not sure. (laughs) Which time, though? Which time when he was assassinated? The main time when, like, five assassination attempts were rolled into one, you know, when they, like, poisoned him, then shot him, then threw him in the river, and then shot him again. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And then he died of exposure. Yeah. (laughs) Or did he? (laughs) Vampire Rasputin. He is... (laughs) He's rejuvenated himself, shaved off the beard and become Putin. Oh, no. Actually, that would make sense. That'd be cool, right? Yeah, that would right. be cool. So, uh, well, not cool, but you know. <laughs> so basically, the people of Russia were starving. They didn't have any food. They didn't have any leadership. And they'd had enough of the war. Um, so on the 7th of March, workers at Putilov, which was Petrograd, Petrograd now St. Petersburg's, right. largest industrial plant... Uh, closed their industrial plant by a strike. Oh, cool. And the next day, there were already a load of rallies and meetings that had been organised for International Women's Day. Ah. So Combine the two. <laughs> absolutely. They focused on demanding bread. Yeah. You know, symbolic. Yeah. Um, and they had demonstrations. And... So the women workers who were strike who were demonstrating yeah. went and marched to all of the nearby factories and they brought out over 50,000 workers on strike. Oh damn. And this strike lasted for 4 days. Wow. But by the 10th of March 
virtually every enterprise in Petrograd had been shut down. Mm. Teachers and white-collar workers and students joined in the streets and everyone started protesting against the war and against the Tsar and against the famine. Right. And that was the beginning of the Russian Revolution. Now, as far as I'm aware, the real reason behind the Russian Revolution was that Rasputin used some magic and made everyone annoyed at the Tsar. Because prior to this, everyone loved the Tsar. (laughs) I've seen an animated musical documentary called Anastasia, or at least I've seen about 10 minutes of it, in which they suggested that, you know, everyone was really happy under the Tsar and then Rasputin messed it up. Oh my God, you've mentioned this on the podcast before, did you know? (laughs) Yes, yeah, I I, I know, I know. I've got a vague idea of what I've said on this podcast. Okay, fine. (laughs) Every now and then I realise... Well, I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm just telling you the actual facts. Yep. I'm aware of your anger at the beginning of Anastasia. <laughs> but I do also want to remind you that it is well beloved for good reason when you get past the beginning of the story. <laughs> Music's trash too. Oh! oh! <laughs> but anyway, I just thought it was a cool fact like yeah, yeah. that the original this is the february revolution mm. was started by women on international women's day and the february revolution was the one that just got rid of the tsarist yeah. regime it wasn't the one that started communism mm. in russia but it did start a kind of socialism in russia yeah and if the bolsheviks hadn't come along then who knows it could have been a beautiful socialist utopia mm. so Really, what International Women's Day is all about is executing a head of state. Yes. Hooray! Well, actually, no, because that happened during the Civil War in Russia. Right. Because uh, the um, the Bolsheviks were worried that people trying to free the Tsar were getting too close. Okay, so it's about de- it's about getting rid of the old regime. Yes, Hooray! exactly. International Women's Day is about getting rid of old regimes in favour of a better socialist tomorrow with bread and roses. Amazing. Um, and really, we could just encourage the women of Russia to maybe... <laughs> Maybe have a think about that right now. I mean, the people are straight. Are like, I know, yeah. They're rebelling, and I've I've got a lot of respect for them, to be honest. I think the Russian government is terrifying, and I'm oh, not yeah. sure I'd want to rebel against them myself. No, I mean, especially since they've passed a load of new, very draconian laws to prohibit anything like that. Mm. I mean, this country's doing that as well, but at least you don't get 15 years for wearing a pair of red trousers. Do they get 15 years for wearing a pair well, of red Well, sort glasses? of. I'm, I'm conflating a couple of different stories okay. there. But it was like, uh, I, I, think, I think that uh, wearing red trousers is a sort of unspoken symbol of defiance against Putin and the right. war. And uh, you can get 15 years prison sentence if you spread fake news and in inverted commas mm-hmm. about the situation in Ukraine. That's so interesting. I.e. saying that, you know, there are not Nazis there. Mm. Or at mm. least they're not in charge or make up a significant part of the population. Or Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's got a neo-Nazi problem. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, I hear you cry. So how did International Women's Day continue on to this day? So how did International Women's Day continue on to this day? I'll tell you. Hooray! So 
1917, following the October Revolution, when the Bolsheviks took over... Yeah. Um, Man, this was a busy year for Russia. It was a busy year for <laughs> Russia. It's like um, Rome and the year of four emperors. Yeah, I mean, they also then had a civil war immediately after that too. Yeah. But the Bolsheviks, Alexandra Kolontai and Vladimir Lenin, made International Women's Day an official holiday because oh. of its part in you know, liberating Russia. Right. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that continued through for a long time until 1965 when they declared International Women's Day a non-working day in the USSR. Oh, good Lord. Which was in commemoration of the outstanding merits of Soviet women in communistic construction in the defense of their fatherland during the Great Patriotic War which I think they mean the Civil War. Yeah. In their heroism and selflessness at the front and in the rear. Yeah. <laughs> and also marking the great contribution of women to strengthening friendship between peoples. Hooray! Um, so... How's that going, Russia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a really big deal. And then it also got celebrated in lots of communist countries because it was seen as kind of like a foundation for communism, mm. as well as being an acceptance of the fact that women were a kind of integral part of creating communism. Yeah, I mean, it's also like it works quite well in a sort of communist ideal. You know, you're celebrating the people. Mm. Exactly. Um, so Chinese communists observed it um, all the way since 1922. And... In 1949, the People's Republic of China's State Council proclaimed that March the 8th would be an official holiday with women given a half day off. Oh, nice. Which, cool. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Not um, the whole day, then. Not the whole day. No, you still a have to go day. back to work afterwards. <laughs> but only for women, whereas for Russia later on, it was the whole day and everyone. Oh, cool. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so, International Women's Day was celebrated by the United Nations and taking it away from its kind of like communist roots right. in 1979. Say, Joe, do you think we could maybe market something with this International <laughs> Women's Day? Yeah, I think we could. I think we could sell something. Let's take it back from them damn reds. I mean, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Commemorative posters. <laughs> But, I hear you cry, what about International Men's Day? I got sucked into a black hole on this one. Okay. Okay. Many people have wanted an International Men's Day since at least the 1960s. Right. In 1968, the American journalist John P. Harris wrote an editorial in the Selena Journal highlighting a lack of balance in the Soviet system, which promoted an International Women's Day for the female workers without promoting a corresponding day for the male workers. Hmm. Uh, He said that although he didn't begrudge Soviet women their day, he thought it it resulted in gender inequality. Oh, get in the sea. He said uh, that the communist system makes much of the equal rights it has given the sexes, but as it turns out, the women are much more equal than the men. Oh, for God's sake. He said that while men toiled along in their grooves, doing what their government and women folk tell them to do, there was no day when males are recognised for their service. Sounds like he needs to get in the sea. I think he probably does. Yeah. 
Um, so I looked into the history of International Men's Day. Okay. Um, it was founded in 1999. Right. By Dr. Jerome Tilak Singh, who is or was a history lecturer mm-hmm. at the University of the West Indies in Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, okay, cool. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, he chose November the 19th for two reasons, both of which I love. Right. First of all, it's his father's birthday. Oh, excellent. Which is very cute. Yeah. And secondly, because on that date in 1989, Trinidad and Tobago's football team had united the country with their endeavours to qualify for the World Cup. Amazing. And then 10 years later, he made it International Men's Day. Yes. That's so cool. It's very (laughs) cool. It is not recognised by the UN. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's clearly just Trinidad and Tobago trying to celebrate their football. I think so. (laughs) I mean, I went a little bit further than this. I looked at their websites. Right. Um, I got very worried by their, their main champion in India, who is a lady who thinks that Western feminism is ruining India and that the men's rights activists are cruelly maligned. Oh. Well, they're not. Uh, She's got a (laughs) lot of arguments about the anti-male laws in India. Right. I mean, I will admit, I don't know a huge amount about India, but it strikes me as a very patriarchal country. So the issue apparently is this. There's a law, right? like I said, I deep dove into this. Yeah. There's a law which was made relatively recently that says that women can report their husbands for abusing them to the point of them wanting to commit suicide or be harmed in any other way. And many men, according to this lady, have been arrested after false accusations as a result of this law. I think she can get in the sea. Quite possibly she might get in the sea. Do you want to know what 19th of November actually is as recognised by the UN? What? It's World Toilet Day. Yay! Which is actually really important, but it sounds hilarious. <laughs> World Toilet Day. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I really hope I remember that come uh, November 19th this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Happy International Women's Day to you all, and thank you for listening to That Time When. You can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4, and you can suggest episodes to us at ttwpod at gmail.com. Thank you, as ever, to Kevin McLeod for our theme song, Anachronist, as well as any other music that Barnaby's used in this podcast. And thank you for listening. Now go out, invest in eels, and ask when International Men's Day is. Bye!